we are back. Hi. The third to last adventure of the Babblecast. Oh, That's not right. Is it? This, this crusade and then everything else? And then, then the then the other two failed pilots. Okay. That's yeah. it. Soak it in now. We are going out with a whimper, everybody. But well, we always do that. It's not our fault. Babylon 5, as a franchise, kind of goes out with a whimper. It does. So, wait. We're not going out with a whimper. Babylon 5 did. Yes. Yeah, but we, we, our work can only be as good as the pinnacle of quality that we're given. That, that's not true. <laughs> I feel like I've got to fire up for, uh, for an exciting episode today. Well, we'll okay. <laughs> we'll see. But who um, are we? We are All Geeks Considered. This is one of our... Mm, excuse me. This is one of our sub-shows. I am Diego. Uh, I am D- David. Sorry. And, and with me, as always, is Vincenzo. Hello! We are... I, I, I noted before we started the show, so you wouldn't know, that uh, to David, that this is actually... I've watched a little bit more than where we're at as of the end of this episode, and then I know nothing about the rest. So we new for the both of us. Right, because I watched um, Call to Arms, and I think I've seen a couple episodes of Crusade. What about you, Vincenzo? I have seen all the movies... None of Crusade, but I have seen both Legend of the Rangers and The Lost Tales. And you're not excited about it, so, well, poop. I mean, we have to see some characters come back, some that we want to see. Um, remind me, because I don't think at this point it's really spoilery. Um, do we get to see Jakar in one of those? Yes, we will see Jakar again. Excellent, but we don't see Peter Jurassic and do it. No, Peter Jackson we'll never see again. A lot, of people, a lot of people we don't see again. Oh, that's sad. Unfortunately, only Lockley is not one of them. Yeah, Lock- Lockley is for some reason a major recurring character in the future. Oh uh, well, we will never have an episode without Lockley ever again of this podcast. Sigh. All right, so we are watching the. We are reviewing the first three movies that were produced for TNT for ba- by, of Babylon 5 uh, when they made the deal to pick up season five. But they got three movies, too. Uh, the th- there were four, um, but we're going to save the uh, fourth movie, A Call to Arms, and put it in its fitting place with the same episode that we're putting the failed first season crusade in. So the movies we... We are viewing are In the Beginning, which is a prequel of sorts, Third Space, uh, which I believe takes place during season four after the Shadow War, but before the uh, declaration of war on Earth. Yes, yes, between the two big wars. Right. And River of Souls, which takes place after season five. So that's going to be like our our furthest point in the future, barring, you know, actual like 20-year points in the future. That was going to be my first question is where did everything um, fit? Yeah. I I had a feeling of where everything fit just because of events and cast of characters and all that kind of stuff, but... It's easy to get confused. Um, so we have we're going to start with in the beginning because we like to do things chronological in this show. As best we can. I mean, otherwise we would have had these episodes would have been thrown in sporadically about season five. True, but for these, like I don't, I, I think we we had spoken on we both agreed that it was better to put them where they aired. And one of the reasons <clears throat> I think, from my point of view, is um, J. Michael Straczynski did not right at the beginning to not spoil anything that happens in the series. Like, he wrote it, and it it kind of spoils a lot of crap that you have to sit through like to get to the good stuff in the series. Yeah. yeah. No, in the beginning, should I think be watched, but to, it, 
if you're really being a purist, between either between season four and five or after season five, don't watch it before you watch the series. Cause it, yeah. I, I was I think I was reading on the Lurker's Guide. Like I think at that point he just didn't believe that there were any new fans. Like he wrote it in a way he's just like no one new's gonna watch this. It's not spoiling anyone. Funny story, it did get a, a viewer boost when I went to TNT though. It did, absolutely. And, like, I, I think that it's really interesting that it does spoil a couple of major plot points that you take, take a lot of the series to get to. Yeah. Maybe it's just trying to catch people up to the last season. Maybe. But, but I, it, a lot of it would ruin the impact of season three and four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We also have some continuity issues. But before we get into all of that, um, let's let's just discuss briefly the actual plot of the movie. Okay. It's it's pretty going. It is framed in as a story about the past from the future. So Londo Malari and that points that we are aware of sometime in the future of the series where Sheridan has leapt in time. And with future Dillon and finds out all kinds of things that he never remembers. <laughs> we have old Londo with his keeper. And we have him just a little bit drunk, just drunk enough that he's, he's not tipsy. that the keeper is not he's not the keeper's bitch. And the Centauri Prime, for reasons that we will never know, is in flames. Yeah. Because the the only thing we're told about it in this movie <clears throat> is that bad people have done this, but those bad people could be Centauri for all we know. Yeah, because it'd be, I've always thought that was the Alliance or something. I I thought I think it was supposed to be, but the timing from in my own head canon works much better for it being riots of the Centauri. Yes, instead of overthrow of. Londo, because you do see sort of if you time this out by the end of this movie, you realize that it's, he tells this story to the kids. He talks to Sheridan and Delenn. Then he is killed. Then him and Jakar die. And then Minister yes. picks up the, the medallion. Yes. And that is the almost minute by minute chronology of Londo's last like last hours. It is. And it was beautiful to see him again. But um, so we I, have. I, I really would have watched a series of just him telling stories. Yeah, my wife and, said that, too. <laughs> like, it's the it new anthology, like, The Babylon Five Tales, as told by Londo. No, like, he, like this movie, out of the three, was my favorite. It's everyone's um, favorite. Yeah, like, it's the it only choice you have for favorite. But, like, it was an interesting story. Uh, Londo was... I forgot the actor's name was great as being Londo. So. Right. So he, he, there's a couple of young nobles that wander into the throne room and he begins to tell them a story because he, he, like he says, what do you want? And I like that because I'm pretty sure he said that. And then the kid tells him what he wants. And he's like, you answered that question much better than I did. Yeah. And I like that. I liked that part. But he tells so he tells the story of the or the the Earthman Bari War basically from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. And it's um it, it has a lot of uh interesting twists that we didn't know about. It has some definitely some recanonization. Yeah. I I think that's one of the reasons why I liked it. It was like a nice kind of standalone movie where it filled in a lot of stuff, where something we always heard about, but we never really knew what was going on or what happened. Right. So um, I think it's easier to say who's not in this. Um, Garibaldi's not in this film. Oh, yeah, he's not. Um... And no telepaths are. None of the telepaths we're familiar with. 
Um, Ivanova is in it briefly and uncredited. Really? That was not supposed to be Claudia Christensen originally. They wanted to. They were going to recast a younger actress as young as young Ivanova. But she came in one day dressed like extra young to get the part. Oh, okay. We do have, and we have Jeffrey Sinclair Michael O'Hare. Although he's not actually in the film, it's all archival footage. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's weird because like everything made sense. And Kosh was Kosh, which is interesting. Yeah. He wore yeah. his own thing. Yeah. Um. But basically, Garibaldi, uh, Ivanova, like anyone who's not a main character, it was focused on Sheridan and Delenn, with yeah. special mentions of Jakar and Franklin. Yeah. With a little bit of Londo. Yeah, we get Londo, and I think, like, Lond- young Londo, the makeup, uh, whether it was makeup or CGI, either way, done really well. Yeah. yeah he, he does look better here than he does in season one. But they've learned how to do the hair by this point. <laughs> right. Well, they had five seasons or four to five seasons of practice, so. Yeah. And you believe that he's he's young. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think they've a- they age up Peter Jurassic to play Jakar or Londo normally. Because he wouldn't be that old when he's in the show. That makes sense. But <clears throat> in either case, we find out really early that Londo... Was the um, was one of the attaches to the to Earth to like go, our go between because they at that point were selling us they had sold us technology and were he was part of the diplomatic mission to Earth. Yeah. And what we wanted to know was so we're big and bad and we fucked up the Dilgar. What what what's this about the Membari? <laughs> And they do not listen to Londo, who gives them really great advice. Yeah. For one, he says, don't fuck with them. And we're like, we're going to fuck with them. He's like, fine. Send one ship so they're not like, so they don't think it's a threat and maybe you'll do okay. And they're like, no, no, no. We're definitely going to send like 20. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, he gave really sound advice and humans were just like, no, we're humans. Fuck you. Which I thought was disappointing because I liked that admiral <laughs> or general. He was a general. That was um. We're gonna be America, yeah. That was Sheridan's um, like mentor slash contact when he was like working against President Clark. Yeah. What is his name, General? Uh, I don't know. I don't have. I forget now. Yeah. Oh, come to us. Was it? Left court? That doesn't sound right. Well, in any case, we had seen him before, so he was a familiar face. We'd seen um, Ducat and Lenon before, yeah. the two Mimbari, because at the same at the same time we're um, being shown kind of the origins of why Earth is going to communicate with the Mimbari. We're shown that the Mimbari have their own issues, whereas they don't believe in the Rangers anymore. We kind of knew that. Like, even like within the show at the beginning, the Rangers were kind of a secret sect of Mimbar culture. And here yeah. we're here. It's described. They're not. They're not secret. They're just kind of ridiculed and ignored. Yeah, like this was like a very nice prequel to the series, explaining a lot of setup, how Babylon Five came about, what happened with the war. Um, so it was very well. Um, it was very interesting. I found. Mm-hmm. So they the 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 Great Council decides that they're going to go to Zaha Dome to see for themselves if the shadows are actually stirring, as their ranger counterpart, like the head of the ranger, says, "No, this is definitely going to happen. We're all part of prophecy." So that's why they find themselves at the same place as the um, the Earth delegation to go and investigate, who are not planning on r- running in to the leadership of the the Membari. And they don't even know. They just see a couple ships out there. 
Uh, and we've seen within the scope of the show what happens. People early, things go crazy. The land goes fucking insane. <laughs> yeah, very much so. And a war starts, and we've seen that, and we even got some of the footage. We got didn't we get footage of the um, of Arthur? Yeah, we see Arthur, and we see the same shot of Delenn crying with Dukat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely did a woven. Like this is where this takes place. Like there you go. I find it interesting that we saw Sheridan briefly before this scene, and it was mostly to say, "Hey, he." He could have been on that ship, but he's like, no way, that dude's a hothead. I don't want anything to do with him in a first contact situation. Yeah. Which I find amusing. It's, it's, it's and he a, managed to get out of it. He did. Like, who, who tells a general, like, no, that's not what I'm going to do. <laughs> well, to be fair, his dad is a major diplomat, so he could probably get, get out of it a little bit. Yeah. He is more pulled than a lot of other people. Actually, I'm wrong. This isn't the general I thought it was. Okay. This is the general... This is the general that... Oh, God. God, yeah. Well, Lefcourt was the general that went against um, Sheridan at the final battle for Earth. Is that Bob Kelso? No, no, that's not Bob Kelso. This is the guy that they chose him because... You know, he's from an old, you know, ideal of a military where you don't turn arm, turn your arms against your own government and blah, blah, blah. And, and then he saves um, – he ends up saving Sheridan by blowing up the satellite at the end. Okay. Wow. But I swear the other general was there too, but I'll deal with that later. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and then we go through – we'll kind of do like we see that um, Dembari – along with Earth, do try and make peace um, through back channels, and that ends up being screwed up by Londo, who believes that it's not... He, he didn't screw it up because he thought they were making peace. He screwed it up because he thought the Narn was selling weapons to Earth to stop the deal. Yeah. So he's he, he takes even more guilt and ownership of the issues in the universe through that, saying, no, this like a lot of this was my fault. Yeah. He definitely is, extended the war longer than he wanted to. Yeah. Which he's not entirely wrong about. But, but then, and then we, we, we know how the war ends. Um, Jeffrey Sinclair is taken aboard at the Battle of the Line, found to possess the soul of Valen, and the Mimbari decide that they their people could not handle this right now so they have to keep it secret and they have to just surrender yeah and but they, the thing is they don't they never seem after this to be preparing their people to accept it nah minor details minor details but in any case that's pretty much the story it's really summed up and I just can't express enough that it is the best movie and if you like Babylon 5 or you love Babylon 5 and you've never seen it in the beginning, you were doing yourself a grand disservice. Yeah, watch the series, then watch the movie. I think that was a very good choice, at least coming from my perspective of this is my first go at it, um, because it does go over a lot of stuff that we saw throughout the series, like we discussed before. Mm-hmm. So the only real continuity issue that I'm aware of is the Black Star. And that the story that is told to us in the series and the story that we see are very different. Other than that, everything's mostly fine. Yeah, I mean, it has some, like, prequel flaws. Mm. Where, like, you have characters who have had a big mission together but then never talk about it ever again. Right, like Sheridan and Franklin never mention that they had this huge mission together. Sheridan never says, hi, Jakar. Fancy seeing you again. Minor details, but, you know, just... I mean, that's just normal, like, prequel crap that happens. 
This one does dodge most of those bullets of, like, bad prequel flaws. Yeah. They at least make sure that the Lin never actually, like, Sheridan never sees the Lin. Yeah. Yeah. And it also never puts, like, any of the major characters in super in harm's way that you're, you're worried that they will die. Right. Because you know they can't. Yeah. And we don't worry that the Lin sees Sheridan, because fuck, I mean, she, she keeps more secrets than any being in the galaxy except the Vorlon, so it's <laughs> no one's surprised if she knew Sheridan before the fact. Yeah. Yeah. But um, let's see. What else was like? I don't know. I thought it was a really well-written story, and it was just nice to see all of our favorite characters being who they were. Oh God, how great was Catalus playing like early Jakar? I yeah, I, you know, I miss evil Jakar. It's at least for a short flavor. And it wasn't he yeah. wasn't truly evil Jakar, but he did a good job at not being Jesus Jakar. <laughs> He's back well, a mercenary Jakar. Yes. Well, that's the thing is, like, we got to see all of our favorite characters being their characters and, like, like having fun with it, you know? So it's... That's just kind of my scene on the cake is, like, we got to see everyone again, almost. It was nice to see Kosh even again. Mm-hmm. It, it, it had been a while since we had seen Kosh. Yeah. Kosh, we got to see old Cash, and he wasn't a complete prick. <laughs> Look, it's only a prick to Sheridan. Which is established, Olkash knows Sinclair even. Mm-hmm. He just hates Sheridan. For whatever reason. Because he killed Kosh. I, I, th- I think that Olkash is angry that he killed Kosh. That's very possible. That's the only thing I can, like, headcanon around. Or Olkash has a different philosophy of how to train humans. Yeah. I wonder how much of the fact that this is the best movie really on the fact that Peter Jurassic and uh, Andre Katsalas are in it. That's got to be a chunk of it. It also has the most main cast in it. It does, but the other ones have a solid number. Like, Third Space has a solid number of the main cast. It doesn't have those two. and it It's true. It doesn't suck completely, but it kind of mostly sucks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, although... Is there anything else we want to discuss on In the Beginning before we move to that? Uh, I I thought it had actually a decent new score for this film. This is the first time I feel like I I, I noticed and enjoyed the score of Babylon 5. I can't say I noticed it, but I didn't hate it. Yeah, I I, I did not like it, but I didn't like... And I, Londo has a monologue at the end that I really liked where he's talking about how, like, Earth was, couldn't possibly win and just kept on kept on fighting. Although, you know, there was a scene within that monologue where, where like, it's just a Mimbari and a human going toe-to-toe and, like, knifing each other to death that I could have done without. Yeah. I, I think it was during that scene that I was like, the music during that scene was really strong of this sort of sad... Like war music. No, yeah, I remember that. It was good, and I mean, it, it, it fit well, really well with his mo- monologue. He, he, like, he just knocked like as a narrator, he knocked that shit out of the park. Again, I would watch a series of just him telling stories. I would show up of Peter Jurassic. You know, you know, I, I want Peter Jurassic to do the um, Twilight Zone Rod Sterling part. Yeah, I can see uh, that. I I would not be upset. But only with a Londo voice. <laughs> that's the one Terry that's in the contract. I can it, see that. Isn't Jordan Peele the new narrator for that? I I don't know if he's the new narrator. I know he's like the producer. There's okay. there's a new there, what? Uh, Sharon the news coming out. When? Where? How? Soon Jordan Peele is working on. That's it. amazing. Yeah. I yeah. hope it actually like. Oh my! Well, no. I hope that it's like because like my my wife and I have been watching a lot of anthologies for this stuff, and they're just mm-hmm. we noticed that none of them are quite like like Twilight Zone never took like any kind of political stances or anything like or really any morality stances. It just told good short fiction. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, I need to watch more. But, and sorry. most of the anthology series that are out now, they they're taking the 
the stands and there there's there's a place for that and it's not a bad thing but i just kind of miss just having good short sci-fi fantasy fiction no i mean i have oh no jordan peele is gonna be the host so it will not be peter jurassic okay peter jurassic can do the outer limits okay that's probably more fitting anyways coming from babylon 5 yeah yeah but anyway we did i think jms more time both of them at some point probably all right, so Third Space is our second episode. Or, I'm sorry, our second movie. It takes place... It doesn't It matter. really doesn't. It's just two episodes stacked on top of each other. Yeah. Um, it's stupid. <laughs> but not as stupid as Reversal. <laughs> We'll get that to that in a minute. So our main, yeah, our main cast is Sheridan, Ivanova, Dolin, Franklin... Zach, Veer, and Lita. And then we have a couple of people from uh, Interplanetary Expeditions to round out the cast. Mm -hmm. We also have, of course, we see Lieutenant Corwin, and we have a character that we've met before named Deuce. Who we, it's, he was just in, like, one fucking episode a while ago, and one was expected to remember him. He was in the episode with um, David Warner. Yeah, because he had a um, replica Vorlon suit that some sort of fucking mind-sucking alien was in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in any David case, Warner. Yeah. Talking about better stories in Babylon. <laughs> um, so the general... Of this episode is that they discover a artifact in hyperspace that was lost there. They throw it out. They actually have to extend the the gate um, pylons just to fit it through. And we, I didn't know they could do that. Neither did I. I guess I thought I had seen that before, but I could have just put this in there at some point. That, or it happens in like Crusade or something. I haven't watched Crusade. But in any case, um, and it starts having an, impa an impact on the minds of some of the inhabitants of Babylon 5. It makes everyone kind of a, not super aggressive, but more aggressive. It's Call of Cthulhu. This is JMS is like, can I do Call of Cthulhu in space? This is, this is actually one of the few reasons I don't think it's beyond redemption. And it's just, it kind of reminds me weirdly of um, a 1,000% less gory event horizon. <laughs> like, that's what I haven't seen it. Yet. That's what he was trying to. We'll get to it. We'll, yeah. Oh, yeah, you have to because, you know, you have to see Sam Neill. <laughs> yes. Your, 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 your favorite who you always read is not is actually your favorite. Yeah, I don't think he's my favorite, but I love seeing him in things. He plays crazy in the back. <laughs> he does do that well. And Event Horizon will be no different. But in any case, it is kind of, it's kind of like a science fiction horror or just toned down for basic cable, which means that it's too yeah. toned down. It's not really horror. The best you can do is sort of like TV violence. Yeah. Like basic cable, early not like late 90s. And the storyline, at least for me, was a little... Um, random it's just kind of like like oh, okay it's random and it's also just it could have been an episode that's true but like a throwaway episode yeah. that didn't tie right. it it could have been like a season 5 just throwaway episode like oh look the Vorlons still hump the bunk and that would have probably made, still causing trouble and that probably probably would have made it better right so the artifact is an early Vorlon attempt to cross into the place in the in the reality where life comes from so like where where they think the the soul was born yeah and instead it's just a different version of hyperspace that we're going to term third space that has aliens that are worse than any other alien possible and more powerful than the Vorlons and all other ones. 
that want everything in reality to not be there. They they think they're the only people that should beings that should exist. Yeah. So we don't really ever fight them. They just do a little bit of mind control voodoo, but through the artifact and start poking their ship's nose out of the hypergate as it's we're reaching the climax of the movie, and then get blown up. Yeah, and then it ends exactly like Pacific Rim. Yeah, that's kind of it. I like, saw that. I saw that tweet, and I just didn't feel like going back and watching Pacific Rim this week. <laughs> that ends with them going through the rift, nuking it. And then the problem being solved. Yeah. Well, in all fairness, Sheridan really, really, really likes to solve his problems with nuclear weapons. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, this is the third time, chronologically, that he does so. He solved the little issue of the Black Star with nuclear weapons. He destroyed Zaha Din with nuclear weapons. And, you know, now we have this, where he's defeating enemies even greater than the Shadows with nuclear weapons. To be, to be fair, it's kind of worked out for him. It's true. I just, I, I'm always intrigued by the concept within science fiction that nuclear weapons, especially like in the near, like within the next couple hundred years, nuclear weapons are still the way to go. Like, yeah. um... My wife and I have been watching um, The Expanse. We're, we're about half – we just finished the halfway point in season two. Um, and nuclear weapons are really big there too. Because, we, like, as much as we may imagine, we can't think of anything more deadly than nuclear weapons apparently. So it's everywhere. Well, I would make this argument. It's the worst we've seen, and it is a good um, stand-in for – the audience. Yeah, because most people, I feel, are somewhat aware, somewhat aware of, like, what nuclear weapons are, the seriousness of it, like, the impact, so... Well, the only reason I... The only times I really approve of it is there have... I can't think of specific examples, but I, I, I know there's at least one or two examples of the concept where we fire our nuclear weapons at something and then when they don't work like the audience is just like oh well fuck like that's that's a great way to really like demonstrate to your audience exactly how outmatched you are yeah yeah whereas they've always worked here exactly like who, who could withstand our nuclear arsenal weirdly enough now that you mention it always worked Swimmingly. Not first ones, not pre-first ones, not second ones, not even third ones. He never tried to nuke Lorien. That we know of. <laughs> to be fair, Lorien probably survived the nuking of uh, Zaha Doom. No, he was... Um, well, yeah, but so did Sheridan. Yeah. Because they were... Kind really, of. They were really far down. Well, Sheridan didn't yeah. die from nuclear exposure. Sheridan died from a fall of hundreds of... Like, a terminal velocity fall. Pish posh. Oh, good times. <laughs> good times. I don't... Okay. Is there anything else to discuss with Third Space? There's got to be, because if there isn't, then we have to discuss River of Souls. <laughs> We, we, we do have a Shari Belafonte, daughter of Harry, yeah, daughter of Harry Belafonte. Who? Uh, the science, the, the, the evil scientist. Oh, okay. He's She's played by, yeah. Who's Harry Belafonte? Keep saying oh, David. that's who he is? Okay. Yeah. Sing him out, David. No, I'm good. You don't want me to sing more. But okay. yeah, like, don't, don't that's one of his, I'm sure he's had mu many other songs, like, that's usually one of the songs that, like, everyone knows. I knew I knew so, the name. Yeah. Again, like, it's a song that, like, kind of everyone knows. It's just, like, cultural awareness somehow. Um, so we do have her, and she does a pretty decent job. Um, yeah. It's, it's interesting. This just needed to be a real film. They could have some a little higher stakes. Yeah. Because this does suffer from, like, prequel prequel syndrome. 
This you know they can't. Yeah, lose. it doesn't matter if Sheridan is flying through space with a nuclear weapon. You know he's gonna make it. And it was just kind of like it didn't relate to anything. This could have been a throwaway episode. Uh, it, like at least with the first movie, it was like, oh, here's a bunch of information about how the Earth Minbari War happened. Like, oh, that's more information for the series. If this movie never happened, okay, like, all the better. Like, I think its placement was a cheat too. Just like that concept that. Uh, well, the Shadow War is done, so we're not going to affect anything there. And we haven't declared war yet on Earth, so we're not going to affect anything there. So I guess we're just floating out here in the middle of nothing, and we can't affect anything, and yay. Yeah. We, 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 we can have these things. We have the characters all sort of on the station, other than Garibaldi. No, it would have been great. Just three movies with Londo telling stories about stuff. Okay, you know what? If Londo would have narrated this, it would have been, like, at least twice as good. <laughs> Yeah, I can't argue with that. Or had a Jakar scene instead of the lens scene. Mm-hmm. I can't, can't, can't argue with that. But they were joined by the hip at this point anyways, so... They were, but... Jakar's always better at weird shit than Delenn is. Yeah. I don't know if they just write better for Jakar, or the actor's just better at handling stuff that's weird, or... I, whatever. It's... He's a more mystic character. Yeah. And this has that air of mysticism that he would do well with. Yeah. Maybe I like Lita good. in this film. I think I feel like Lita felt better in this film than she has in other parts of this than in the rest of the season. Well, the whole idea is that we finally get a Lita who's a little sane and not suffering from fifth season madness. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I mean Zach be any more weird and awkward? I think not. That's just oh, that's it. That's that's Zach. That's yeah. That's just who he is. Yeah. So, so I I, that's pretty much third space. Yeah. Yeah, it's inconsequential. Interesting ideas, but uh, not well executed. Now let's go to bad ideas, poorly executed. Ah, River of Souls. There we go. Uh, oh. If, if something can go wrong, it will go wrong. River of Souls has a very tight cast. We've got Garibaldi, Lockley, a little bit of Franklin, Zach, Emerging. I must. And Ian McShane. Oh, and Ian McShane, who I shouldn't Character forget. Actor Ian He's one McShane. of my favorite actors. I should not forget him. Yeah. Uh, I think this is the best acting acting I've seen from Franklin in all five seasons. Well, because he's not playing Franklin. That's true. See, no, I want to see it. I, I, watching this, this movie, I just want to see the actor that played Franklin in something else to see if he's just, like, a good actor with, like, bad material or, or just like no he has fine material the character's just an insufferable ass yeah I mean I've never okay. I've never felt like Biggs has like acted poorly I just don't like the character I think that okay. I think That's he chews scenes like, an, like a motherfucker I've always thought he did really well at the like emotional scenes yeah he can count himself in a show where everyone is acting to the to the nines that is true. Just the character is just oh. an insufferable yes. asshole. As an insufferable asshole, he's an insufferable yes. asshole. Yes, and I only accept, you know, I don't know how many, like four in my life. <laughs> he's one too many. Five, that's the line. I don't, I don't have any more asshole slots left. I didn't know there were a- asshole slots. There's at least one. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Oh, come on. Someone had to say it. <laughs> that went too far. That crossed a line, sir. That went too far? <laughs> yes. All right. So this happens after the end of season... Well, after the end of the penultimate episode of season five. Um, which means that technically bad things can't happen to people. Like, Lockley is not secure because we don't see her in the series finale. Yeah. Yeah, Lockley could have died. But Gar- 
Lockley. Right, but Garibaldi, Franklin, and Allen, they're all safe. Yeah. Well, Franklin, again, isn't in this film. Just the act, yeah. the body of Franklin is in it, but it's not actually Franklin. True. Right. Okay, it's true. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't like that he's credited as Franklin in this, actually. It, it, somewhat, it, I don't know why my brain can't click it. No, I have trouble not referring to him as Franklin, too, and I, I know he wasn't actually there because he's left the station by now. Yeah. And then we also have Corbin in this film. Yes. So they try to they try to do a similar thing where it's like a scary sci-fi. They again fail completely. Yeah, it just I did I I know no point during this movie did I care about anything. <laughs> well, someone decided that you know what Babylon Five needs a holodeck episode. You yeah, I know. Like, that makes sense. Like, I don't know why someone was like, you know what Babylon 5 means? A fucking holodeck episode. Because everyone loves holodeck episodes with, of TNG and Voyager and Deep Space Nine. With lawyers. Don't forget the lawyers. Yeah. Space lawyers. No, it sucks. And Martin Sheen kind of sucks in it. <laughs> um, there was, I don't know why they like, paid Martin Sheen money for Martin Sheen. Yeah. Yeah, I did. and I don't know why he said, "Yeah, I'll do this." How much money did they throw at well, him? Well, was he? When, when was this movie? Like early two thousand? This is about a year before West Wing. So I he mean, was actually like a well-known actor. Like he wasn't. He's been a well-known actor since the seventies. Yeah, okay. He was an apocalypse. He's now. a well-known actor. <laughs> yeah, he's not like a, like a guy who became famous because of the West Wing. No, he was famous. They didn't want to pay for Martin Sheen and West Wing, and then they're like, "I guess maybe we should." Have the president? Well, he was supposed to be in a few episodes here and there in the original concept, right. but and then like the in execution, they're like, no, it's fucking machine. Let's let's rock this. Yeah, yeah. And he's doing the part. He's doing the part well. No, he he is. But so, but he does not do this part well. Like they 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 must have just thrown money at him. Yeah. I wonder if it's like I love this show. I want to do something. Well, fuck, we've got Martin Sheen now. What are we going to do? Put him in a silly hat. Me? I... Give him our worst alien design. Maybe. As skeptical as I am about that theory, it's plausible. It's horrible. He's horrible, though. It's horrible. The dialogue's horrible. We hate Lockley. <laughs> this film does nothing to redeem, like, any... We hate Lockley, but it's for no reason other than she's just kind of there. She doesn't add to the show. That's the whole point. Like, if they had written her as a... They wrote her as a weird foil for the main characters. They wrote her to irritate them and to throw them in confusion. And that's unworthy of a strong female character sci-fi show. Yeah. Like, we had a, we came from Ivanova to her, and that's just no good. Yeah. They, they, they did similar traits between her and Ivanova, which is always a flaw, again, an obnoxious flaw of a bringing character is you take some of their traits yeah. and make a slightly different character. Yeah. Do we actually want to go over the plot of the movie? Uh, what okay. plot? <laughs> okay, okay I'm go. sorry. Let's, Never mind. Okay, fine. David, what happens in River of Souls? <laughs> Basically, I watched this like an hour ago and I forgot thing. Like an archaeologist finds like this orb and he's searching for immortality and so yeah, that's it. Yeah, that that's how good the story is that it just it sticks with you. All right, so Ian Ian McShane is is the archaeologist. He finds a soul orb. We've seen these before, way back in season one. I thought it was season one, so I'm glad I remembered correctly. Yeah, yeah this, this pulls back to season one, some ideas here. But, of course, he meets Garibaldi on Babylon 5, who has left the station but is coming back now. For shits and giggles. <laughs> I think he just does it to piss well, off Lockley. I think so. I thought some of it. But, yeah, so he's left. He's coming here just for business because it's a good waypoint for him. And Lockley has a, has a fun comment of, yeah, whenever Sheridan and, and Garibaldi come back, shit just goes wrong of, how long have they been gone that shit goes wrong? 
This is only six months after the show ends. Mm-hmm. Do they like, come back like once a month and just like, you know, cause a ruckus? They just wanna, yeah, yeah, must be. I would believe it. It's fair. That actually, that does actually sound like that. It certainly sounds like Garibaldi. Sharon wouldn't go there to cause a ruckus, but he would be excited that a ruckus happens when he's there. Yeah. <laughs> so they meet. He does more uh, research on the orb, and apparently, holograms are involved. Ghosts happen. They come back from the dead, and and Martin she and Martin Sheen as a Talosian shows up. Shenanigans happen, and they made a mistake, and they're, they're, they will rectify their mistake. <laughs> I really left you guys with the worst one to, to plot out, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> oh, don't forget, we of Only course get to see Lockley. films and, is worth watching. Don't forget, we get to see Lockley and Lingerie. Ooh, ooh. That really strengthens the character. That was... Why... Why? Basic cable? Why? No, no good reason is your answer. Okay. So, uh, you know, Martin Sheen dies for the betterment of everyone, and we move on. <laughs> Martin Sheen died for your sins. And everyone is alive at the end and goes about their merry post 50s and way. And that's it. Yeah. It does make you think. Do you think the humans are actually going to be the next out of the main races to um to evolve into pure energy, or is no, it one that, of the other species like the uh, memory? One of the others. Not the, like the more, uh, the... Actually, I think they. I think somewhere in the canon they say that the memory and the humans evolved together. That wouldn't make sense within the show's general direction. And I would assume that the Centauri just won't last that long. <laughs> but yeah, because we do learn that another race was going to go Vorlon. Yeah, that's that's why I'm I'm sorry that I was asking because the yeah. the racing question that was kind of in the soul orb um, was was going to become beings of energy. They weren't dying. But the soul hunters mistake that, so they harvest their souls, but they just basically harvest their energy beings. So these are conscious beings stuck in balls and go insane. Yeah. 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 It was a bad movie. It, it was unworthy of Babylon 5, and we should strike it from the record. Yeah, I know. It's part of the canon, but this is like one of those other gospels, like the Gospel of Mary or the Gospel of Peter or something. <laughs> Where, like, shit gets weird. Mm-hmm. This is one of the Gnostic stories of Babylon 5. <laughs> Only the deep mystics read I this. I really one. like that comparison. That's I really wouldn't know. Where the cross gives a, gives a lecture at the, end of, uh, at the end of the story. You know, I feel like I'm missing out since I wasn't, like, brought up Christian. Like, so I'm like, yeah, sure, okay. I'm not sure how you're actually missing out of. <laughs> but it was a funny joke. Laugh at it. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's a joke for people who are aware of the weird shit of, of, of the Bible that isn't in the Bible anymore. Mm-hmm. Ha-ha, uh-huh, uh-huh, funny, funny. I like that. Look, this is Babylon 5. This is a super bible show. Yeah, super yeah. bible That's fair. bible but not religious. Yeah, because, like, you never really... Oh, yeah. Oh, I would argue that it's bible but not Christian. It's yeah. definitely yes. religious. It's its own religion, but it's also it's, it's both Bible and religious, but not. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good that's a good actual good point. Yeah. But in any case, it there there's just no like the second one can be like oh there were some redeeming qualities there, it still sucked, but it was all right. But the third third space is or not third space, that river of souls is just it's just poop. Yeah, yeah, it, it's poop with a good actor in it. But they make him poop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who does nothing good? You you don't know why is Martin Sheen wearing a silly costume? Yeah, because the acting is never good enough to justify Martin 
Shooting the writing isn't good enough, certainly. It could be any random actor that they could have hired for, like, like the normal going race. Did JMS write these? Yes. What the hell, JMS? Because he hates you. Apparently. JMS has not written something great since the end of Babylon 5. That's true. He spent it all. I mean... I haven't watched Sense8 yet. I, you know what? But I haven't heard it's great. I, it's, He's written some good things. It's enjoyable. I watched it. I enjoyed it. Um, you enjoyed you enjoyed River of Souls. No, no he he said Sensei. Yeah, Sensei. Okay, Sensei is worth a watch. Some good stuff, some controversial stuff. Yeah, but he hasn't ever gotten that same both mix of creative freedom that he had with Babylon Five, and that great storytelling and idea that everything like came together for it. Well, I mean, to be I... fair, how many how many people get that? twice in their career I mean he's still a good writer he's just he hasn't had anything great because like, like I enjoyed his DC Comics runs very bad out of them yeah but in any case um so this is maybe the worst part of Babylon 5 it also has some of the worst characters that we don't care about it's true like in case you haven't noticed like, I think anyone by this point is listening Listen, season five review, um, and we have some major problems with it, but nothing compared to this. Yeah, yeah. No, nothing compared to this. The Garibaldi doesn't work well alone as a character. Lockley has no real story links to anyone. Never has. Yeah. All right. And Zach also never really was a main character. They and tried it, real hard, and I was all for it. Like I'm like okay. I- I'm ready for Zach. Like, give me more Zach. Like, like, like Jeff Corwin was a more, yeah, David Corwin? Who was Jeff Corwin? That is Jeff Corwin. But, like, Corwin had a, felt more no, part of the story in this than Zach did. It is David Corwin. Um, you're thinking, I think, isn't, isn't Zach's actor's name Jeff something? That's yes. what you're doing. Um, yeah. So it is David Corwin. But in any case. Yeah, I feel, I, I feel like Corwin felt more part of the story. Even though he wasn't. I, I understand I think I have a theory about that too. It's because that's the that's the one relationship they kind of like did their best to shore up was Corwin and Lockwood. Yeah. Yeah. Like through the through the fifth season, that's it. And like they basically just tried to like do the same thing that they were doing with Ivanova and Corwin, which is stupid as we've discussed already in this, but. But that's the only reason why I think it felt like that is because they at least like gave them. I'm a lot of groundwork. Yeah, like, like, the thing is, Battle of Five does really good with its characters, and that's where the, the these two movies fail, is that they're not any character story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. That's that's a really good point, that, and I think that's the problem, is that they're completely external stories. They have nothing to do with anything with the characters. Yeah. And we just don't care about it. Like, it's just... I don't care. So... For next episode, as we discussed, I will spell it out more clearly, though. We are going to watch the film A Call to Arms, which is basically the pilot or prequel. Yes, the prequel. It's the pilot or backdoor pilot. I say it's the backdoor pilot or linker piece between Babylon 5 and Yes, to the, the short season Babylon 5 TV spinoff crusade. I would say I'm hoping for something better, but I'm not holding my breath. I I don't remember enough. I don't think it was great because it didn't last that long, but... Yeah, but it was also canceled before it aired, apparently. Really? Okay, TV's weird sometimes. But I can give you a couple of things to intrigue you, David. One is it's definitely going to deal with the White Star upgrade we've been... Um, they've been toying around in the fifth season okay so we're definitely going to get a, a new style white star okay and one of our semi-regular characters is going to be a techno mage i'm intrigued so just a couple of little little tidbits to make you a 
a little excited about it since we're coming off of yeah. fucking River of Souls. <laughs> I, honestly, I am excited to watch Crusade because I haven't seen it, and I do remember liking A Call to Arms. No, I mean, I'm looking forward to giving it a try with these fresh eyes because, you know, it's been a lot. Like, there are many pieces to to what we're doing that I've, like, I've only seen any of these movies probably once. Yeah. No, I mean, Crusade also got Fireflied. Yeah. yeah. It, but they the, it's scheduling and everything else. And it's, it's, uh, it's order of um, airing. Yeah. That sucks. It does. But we're going to watch those, and then we're going to do Legends of the Rangers. Um, so I'm going to start telling people out there now we're gonna like we're gonna do that final episode and if you have questions or comments or anything like that now if those of you who have been following us the long way uh definitely throw them up on twitter email us anything like that because yeah, this, this has been a, this has been a very long journey for us and i'd like to i'd love to hear from anyone who has taken this one with us i oh god but I can't. My brain's fried after this week. But I know someone told me one of a, uh, one of the reverse thieves. I think said that they were they had been they were in the middle of season three because of because of this, and they were yeah. and they were going to watch. Um, they were going to actually make it through season five at this time. Yay! So I'm rooting for it. It's worth it, ish. I can't remember who it was. Oh well, sorry. I'm going to guess probably. Alan. But sorry for not remembering him. It's been a long week. <laughs> but no, I, I would I would really love to hear from anyone who's who's who. I mean, uh, people have probably who started this with us have finished. I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, we we did take the long road. But you know, it would still be nice to hear from y'all. And like, if you do have any questions, you know, that'll be a great time to ask him because that'll be it. After that, the Babblecast will will. Only on and memory. No, I, I, I commit to saying if they make any new Babylon 5 audiovisual productions, we will do a new podcast. Yeah, I feel so. Yeah. In that, I expect that there will only be two more episodes of the Babelcast. And considering, yeah, considering that that's not going to happen, I'm all for that, too. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do promise that if there's anything new, we will be there for Sure, Absolutely. But in any case... Look at that half the cast is dead, essentially. Say again? Half, like half the cast yeah, is dead. Yeah, and it's only going to be worse. And, like, it's lived its life, and I'm just... I am just want them to stop. <laughs> They're only making things worse. It's been 11 years since they made anything new. Good. <laughs> but we'll see you guys next time for Crusade. In the meantime, because it's a series and a movie, that's going to take us a while, so... You're not going to see that till probably into November. Um, yeah, early November, I expect that. Before the holidays, we'll get yeah. that. Yeah. I'm guessing more towards December. But in any case, so we are um, all set for our Halloween episode. And we're going to be recording that next so that we can release it in time for Halloween. And uh, we definitely hope you guys enjoy that too. We will. And enjoy it. I'm very excited about these. And this has been the Voice of Resistance. Signing off. This has been another episode of the Babblecast, a production of All He's Considered. You can find this episode and all other episodes at www.allheconsidered.com. You can find Vinny on Twitter at VinnyAvAGC. You can find Diego at, at DM underscore AGC. And you can find David at HappyGoLucky1 on Twitter. And you can also find his knitting work at The Bent Knitter, which you can find on YouTube and Facebook. And remember to follow uh, All Geeks Considered on Twitter at at AGC underscore blog. And you can can, uh, like us on Facebook. We would really appreciate that. Subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher to get us more listens. And please rate and review us uh, wherever you get your podcasts.